Monday, everybody, and welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast at Couchside Judges. And make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and everywhere else that you listen. We are starting to add some unique stuff to YouTube, so keep an eye on that. And as always, we talk judging in MMA, so make sure you read that scoring criteria. Read it up. After being in attendance, uh, a lot of you need to read that, please. But I think we, we know that from just seeing people talk. About I know, but, but it's, it's, it's different when you, when you experience it in person and you just you're it's eating you up inside well how was your experience let's 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 actually lead off with that because i see we were both there in person i was cage side when i was able to a lot of stuff i had to do in the back first and and you know throughout but generally when i tried especially in the latter half the pay-per-view portion i was i was cage side you didn't have to work at all so you could just sit there and relax at your seat i was, was your seat my seat was great i went with my uh my buddy danny he joined me we had a great time. We had some beers. Did he read the criteria? He he is he is well versed. All right. He knows he knows his, he's one of the best grapplers in the state. Yeah. So you schooled him on the on the criteria though. Only only some questions that he had. Okay. But he right. he he understood. All right. He he hates when people boo fights. <laughs> like it's like I'm not a big fan of it either. It's kind of a it's uh, my own heart. It was a good time. Uh, I wooed. I wooed my heart out. Yeah, every time I heard a woo, I was like, effing Dan. Yeah, that was me. Um, Go to hell. Great seats, great fights, great time. That's excellent. That's excellent. How, mm-hmm. how far? I forget like what section you were in. I was section three. So, I was, so what does that mean? Like, right, were so you, you lower, were lower. So if you look to your right. Where I was, you mean? Yeah, from, well, I, that's from, right, from you, your you seat. You sent me a picture of me from yeah, my from I was stalking seat. Scott. <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, if you look to your right, straight up, um, the first section that's elevated. Okay. So... We got to see right into the cage. I think I've actually sat good. there before for media stuff. Like there have been times where there was too much run over. Mm. So, you know, you don't need technically need a media seat, but they gave me this was this was probably nine, ten years ago, something like that. Mm. Occasionally I would be seated or have like an actual seat that was more like in your section. Which was weird because like mm. if you're trying to actually work with a laptop too at the same time, you can't <laughs> do it because you're around people who are drinking beer. Mm. So that was that was me. I was never a fan of that, personally. Um, but it, I do remember it being a pretty solid view. It actually was. Mm-hmm. Um, you, like you said, you did kind of get to see right into the cage. So good for you. I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I had a good good view as well, obviously. But I was seated off a little bit of an angle. So I had a post kind of directly in my middle of view. Okay. So it was very easy for the guys to kind of go behind something that would block my view it seemed like a lot of there was open seats in your area it seemed like there wasn't too many on the media table yes yeah, it there. was actually just spread out for whatever reason they spread the thing out like wild because usually we get pretty intimate i was i was joking with um mark lamonica of newsday who is always out there especially the long island events he's you know they cover the long island and this was headlined by a long island guy so he would have been there and i think i think there was newsday it wasn't that guy but they gave the Giants a C minus draft, and I'm not happy with whoever that guy was. <laughs> Mark doesn't write about the. I'm Giants. just saying. I'm just saying. It, it sparked a, a trigger. Let's get back to so, MMA here, yeah. sir. But uh, but yeah, we were the last time I was next to him. I felt like we we could like lock arms. This time you could kind of spread out. It actually made it a lot easier for me to do my work and everything like that. I could use a mouse, like mm-hmm. an actual mouse, instead of the little 
the little thing on the keyboard that I hate, or on the or the, the touchpad. I'm not a really big fan of either. Okay. Though, so, yeah. Um, but it was good. It was good. Except for, again, it was a little bit of a, a blocked view. So mm. I felt like I couldn't, definitely couldn't score the fight as well as I would have liked to. Let's put it that way. Um, and I try to keep that in mind. Is like it's, it is hard to score fights when you're cage side. But when you're sitting in a spot like I am where there's an actual like obstructed view, ugh, forget it. It's so, like Eric Colon's seat most of the night. <laughs> Eric was, was frequently right near where I was, about 20 feet away. On a door. Uh, on a door panel, yeah. Yeah, he was there a lot. Dave Torelli, I saw there sometimes. Um, I think everyone had kind of, not everybody had rotated everywhere, but yeah, those were the two guys I saw most frequently there. Um, I think Derek Cleary, I think, most frequently had a, a an open panel, if okay. I recall. That's, that's anecdotal. Maybe there mm-hmm. were play, times where he was not there, and I just don't remember, but I felt like I always saw him over at the door panel. All right. But uh, yeah, I, I, it's again, it's a reminder that if you are there, even if you're cage side, you may not have the best view because realistically you kind of need to be at least like right next to it to have a real, real good view of all the action at all times. Otherwise you got to find the next screen. And even for me, some of the screens were positioned in such a way from my seat that there would be like a boom camera in the way or something like that of the screen itself. So yeah, any, anytime it was stand up, I was watching the cage. Anytime it hit the ground, I was, I was watching the screen. Yeah. I mean, that's all, that's about right. Because a lot of times I hit the ground, they weren't in the middle of the ring anyway. It was stuff against a cage. That is frequently so, how it is. You don't see a whole lot of yeah. double legs in the middle of the of the cage. Kind of get successful anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, everyone's pretty savvy. But as far as the actual events of the night, sir, we had an Aldermain Sterling victory. We did. I, which again, me watching it live, I'm like, this is a close fight, man. I don't even know how some of these rounds are going. From my seat, it felt like a Cejudo win. Yeah, like a Cejudo. 3-2, but that could be because I was in a crowd that was very pro Cejudo, saying it was 4 Generally, the crowd was. Saying yeah. it was 3-0, 4-0, uh, 5-0. It's like, uh, all right, I mean, I, I kind of think I see 3-2, but I, I tried to stay. 5-0. I tried to stay off of the social media conversation about it for, for much of it, but then after round four, I kind of checked in. Uh, I actually checked in with Sean Sheehan, of course, uh, who whose opinion I hold mm-hmm. in the highest regard as far as media members' scores. So I was like, I wonder what he's seeing here. And well, I looked at it, it says 4036 uh uh and I'm like, wow, okay. I mean, that's that makes sense to me, but also I it felt close. But obviously now, you know, I've since then I've watched back that entire fight. Mm-hmm. And as much as I think it's a close fight, I think it, you know, round by round, you can find at least two, maybe even three rounds that are pretty solidly Aljamain in my mind. Okay. Anyway, so I I did similar what you did before I checked Twitter when I got home to see what's going on because I knew the people in the crowd in my section at least were out like outraged calling it robbery of, of this century. <laughs> you know, I made sure um, to tweet by the way right before the yeah. decision. I'm like, hey, let's let's all just remember this is a close fight and not go robbery, all right? Yeah, so I, I checked MMA decisions because I knew all the scores would be posted for the media and yeah. I looked for Sean's score and I was like, wow, almost everybody has it for Sterling. So yeah, yeah, I was I okay. was a little I was a little surprised I, after the fight too. Yeah, I checked in mm-hmm. and I did see Ster- a lot of Sterling, Sterling, mm-hmm. Sterling, and. Uh, Ray Longo actually walked over and he was talking with, uh, again, Mark LaMonica and myself as well about the, you know, the results. He's like, I thought this was a pretty solidly Aljamain fight, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you know, we were kind of telling him like, yeah, it felt like a really close fight, more or less, you know, like you're always going to see things differently. One, when it's your guy and two, when you have a different view. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's understandable why he would think that. But but I mean, nonetheless, I, I came away thinking the same thing that probably... Let's let's say we're scoring it, you know, 
on the whole. It felt like Aljamain was the rightful mm-hmm. winner of that fight, and I think the scoring bared out in a way that at least allowed that to happen. So Yeah, I, th- I think most of the outrage that I saw came from the betting community, as it as it does. tends to do. So. Yeah, that's, that's frequent. Uh, it's funny. I feel like a lot of people are starting to think, and this is just this popped in my head literally like while we're talking here. There, there almost seems like a, a more negative, like, oh, it's worse than ever kind of thing. You know, it, the it, it's just getting so bad now with judging and that kind of thing. And I feel like it's only happened in the last bunch of years since sports betting was more widely hmm. legalized <laughs> and could be done from the comforts of your own home. Funny how that works out. But I, at least in the United States, but I digress. <laughs> as far as Aljo, this is a big win. It's the fourth of six previous bantamweight champions that he's beaten. He's the lineal champ officially now. Because Henry was the lineal champ. He surrendered it. So Aljamain did technically become the lineal champ. But now he beat the previous lineal champ to make him the lineal champ. What if I blew your mind even more and said he actually became the lineal champion when he beat TJ Dillashaw last year? Because Dillashaw had to relinquish the belt because of performance enhancing oh. drugs. Okay. And even though he lost to Cejudo, he lost down at 125 and was not defeated to lose his title. What a whole convoluted <laughs> idea. It's, it's all convoluted. The, everything's the lineal championship. <laughs> everything's right. convoluted no matter what. But the question I would have for you is now that he's beaten, again, four of the six previous Bantam, UFC Bantamweight champions. Get the lineal thing out of here. Is he the Bantamweight GOAT yet? No. 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 Still Cruz? Still Dominic Still Cruz. Still Dominic Cruz. Okay. I mean, you have to weigh in what he did in WEC, too. Oh, absolutely. No, I, so, I, I don't disagree. He beat, I mean, uh, granted, it's at 135, but he beat Mighty Mouse handily. That was in the UFC, but yeah. Who's one of the, uh, right, yeah, but it was at 135. Yes, it was. So that, that was, he's one of the guys that are on a lot of people's Mount Rushmore. Sure, but but you know what? We have weak classes for a reason, I think, and, yeah. and Mighty Mouse Johnson is someone who I, of course, have found great success at Bantamweight. He did earn i think in a legitimate way is you know depending on how you scored that fight with uh miguel torres he legitimately earned his Mm. shot at that bantamweight title at that time but i think that spoke to it was a little bit of more of a a proto bantamweight division we didn't have as as strong as it is today kind of thing but i said that i'm still with you i I think i think it is still dominic cruz imagine he never got hurt Oh yeah, I mean, we would never have this conversation. Like, who the heck knows? But but you know what? There's a lot of time in there. Maybe he does lose. You know, it's hard to say. Perhaps it's very. It, there's a gigantic what ifs in the career of Dominic Cruz. He probably does add significant wins to his career in some way or another. It would have been nice to have him fight Hen and Morale because that mm-hmm. never happened. Yeah. Like, see, we don't we don't hate DC, that DC Dominic Cruz. We just hate when he talks about judging. Yeah, he's really great when he talks about. You know, strategy and, and technique and that kind of thing. And he's really great as a fighter. And he's really terrible at talking about judging. <laughs> and he's just, just stop. Just stop. Do everything else. It's really fantastic. Everything else. I'm not good at everything. There's a lot. I'm not as, I'm not nearly as good at talking about technique as, as probably even you, to be perfectly honest, Dan. And, I, the, and the, neither of us is I am, remotely the same am, league as Dom. I am novice at that. Yeah. So. I'm I'm probably even less so. It's just it's not something I'm it's particularly adept at. Sometimes I feel like I have moments of brilliance, and I'm like, what if that's just like white belt level? <laughs> I don't know. I doubt myself with that. But maybe stay in our lane. Yeah, Dom's got a lot of lanes. He could stay um, in a lot of lanes. Yeah. but you know, just there's one lane that maybe don't go in. But yeah, so I think I'm with you. I th- I think it's still Dom is the bantamweight goat. 
I feel like, though, we can at least start thinking about it if he gets even one more title defense in him, because then he will have tied the record for most defenses overall in the UFC. Um, and in a time where I think he's actually faced a stiffer level of competition, I think that's fair to say he's had a higher level of competition than mm-hmm. Dominic Cruz did. Because it's a it's a more evolved yeah. division, division right now. It is. Yeah. I mean, one of his prelims, he had one of the, the best flyweights of all time that he fought. Almost choked him out in CFFC. <laughs> you could just it shout him out. Didn't happen. Sean Santella. <laughs> shout out our, our former instructor, Shorty Rock. Um, where does this leave, though? Henry Cejudo, does he have one more title fight in I, him? I don't know. He seems so confused in that post He's very fight. confused. Like, yeah, he's was, torn. I was in that room with him, man, and and he was brutally honest. Uh, it was it was really fast, like just a fascinating what felt like an hour, but I think it was only about twenty minutes. But like he, he was just he he really gave you an introspective into his soul, which you haven't seen a lot from him. He he likes to put on the the pro wrestling uh, character and everything like that. He's been trying to to cultivate right, but he let us all in, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just seems like for him, it's kind of all or nothing. Like he's. He's not really one to just stick around and, you know, maybe get some fights and maybe even work his way up a ladder. I don't think there's a ladder that interests him. It's like if he if they say, listen, you got one fight and you can earn another title shot, depending on the fight, he might do it. And it did sound like the fight with uh, a potential fight with Brandon Moreno does interest him because there's a little bit of a, a personal nature to that. He, he would go to 25 or would, would he come I think up the 35? idea is, no, 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 I don't think he'll ever fight at 25 again. That's what he said. He said yeah, no way. No, I don't think he would. And I don't blame him. Um. Yeah, I think the idea would be Moreno would come up, and I don't. I think that might have come from Moreno's side, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Someone, someone had mentioned it in the in the press conference. This is not something I was aware of, but I'm pretty sure that they said something like that. So I'd be up for that fight. There. There's fights there, but you know, he's he's gonna do it if he feels the money is right, and if he feels the opportunities that come from it are right, and that kind of thing. So also, Davison's gonna need a a dance partner at 35. Yeah, but he he's, he's trained playing? Davis and Figueroa. Oh, he's training with him. No, well he he, he trained him. He trained oh. him for some of those title fights. Okay, so that's like his friends. guy. No, no, no. I don't think they that's that's not even like a possibility. I don't All think. Right. Yeah, that, especially if it's like if it comes down to picking a fight, that's mm-hmm. not the one he's gonna pick. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of doubt that we'll see him in a title fight again. I mean, maybe not even a fight again. Who knows? This might just be the end. Yeah, maybe. And if it is, good for him. He did amazing things in the sport and. You know, kind of yeah. got in and got out. Hopefully he made mm-hmm. some good money off of this. Um, going back down, though, to the co-main. Bilal Muhammad getting the big win over Gilbert Burns. Yeah, that was solid Really impressive. I, I don't, I, I did not see that level of victory coming. I thought maybe it could be, a, you know, a back and forth fight or something like that. But, man, it just, it was not. It was all him. So the question I have for you, and I know you, you had settled in on, yeah, I'm fine with Colby Covington getting the title fight. If you could, right now, no consequences, substitute Bilal Muhammad in for Colby Covington to face Leon Edwards, would you? Well, you got the unfinished business between Bilal and Leon, so right. I'd go for it. I mean, how long do you want to leave Colby on the shelf for? I don't know. He I certainly don't, doesn't don't... seem to mind sitting out for a year and a half to get this fight, because now they're talking about October. Jeez. They're talking about Abu Dhabi in October. That's That seems to be the target. And I'm sure that's probably what well, would happen. Well, would Leon fight before then? Excuse me? Would Leon fight before then? Bilal would probably be a bigger sell in Abu Dhabi. I doubt he would fight again. I mean, that's true. That actually so, makes a lot of sense. Putting him over in Abu Dhabi, that would be a, a big... Uh, him, him being of Palestinian descent, that would be a big, I would think, boost to the local interest over there. Mm-hmm. Um, not that they really probably need it, because I think they do very well over there anyway. Yeah, I, I, I mean, personally, I think there's a lot of merit to oh, put he earned, he's, earned he's, the title. he's so much more deserving and it's not even close 
because his wins are just so much better than uh, literally anything Colby's done for the last five years. But it doesn't seem like that's going to be happening unless there's an injury or, or potentially some sort of snag in the uh, the negotiations. Potentially, you could see that being something as well. Until these things are signed and they show up, you just never know. But I'll point out, Bilal did say this week, he's like, I'm not being a backup fighter. I'm not going to be the backup weigh-in fighter or anything like that. He, mm. he wants the fight. Yeah. Now, maybe that's just a mentality thing. Like, I won't accept that. And I'm saying that now. And maybe he'll change his mind. But that is what he said. So we'll see. Right. We'll see. I mean, there's no argument anymore. Like, it's him. Yeah. But if, like... it's, if it's not Colby... It has to be him. Well, who else could it be? Now? At least, at least welterweight is is shaking itself out. It finally has. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, but yeah, I think I would definitely make the cho- change if I could. That's not a surprise to anyone who's listened to this show before and heard me talk about Colby. Uh, what about Jessica Andrade? She obviously took a big loss. Yan Zhaonan got the big upset here. Uh, did you think it was a bad stoppage? Because there was people talking about like the stoppage. I thought it was fine. I didn't. Re- I didn't rewatch it on um on TV. I don't need that one on in, TV. I saw that one in you know? person. She got dropped hard. She had a follow up, but I thought she was recovering her guard. So I don't, I, I don't know. I thought, I thought in person, I thought maybe it might have been a little quick. Yeah, but I, I really, I didn't rewatch it, so I, I didn't got a close look. I thought it, it was so. okay. I, I thought it was perfectly fine. But that does leave Andrade now, uh, having lost two fights in a row in two different weight classes in devastating fashion. Are we, uh, are we thinking she's done as a title contender? I don't think you're ever finished in that, in either of those divisions. I I disagree. Actually, so, I would go the other way. I think it's actually getting even harder now than ever. I don't know. To, she, she's to high up there, right? But now she got passed, and and I mean, shoot, there are a lot of women that are very deserving of, I mean, of shots in these two. Carlos Sparza can make it back. I think Jessica Andrade can make it back. So <laughs> I mean, I get your logic there, but Andrade has been in a bunch of fights, man. She's she's I think she's had like 20, 25 fights in the UFC. Well, if something. you're saying she's she's over, like she's she's crossed over that point, and now she's just gonna. The, well, the worry is, yeah, is there. her chin there? You know, so she's starting to she's starting to maybe take them getting a little worn down in the chin. You never know. Uh, and by chin, grappled. I mean brain. But you know, probably should have grappled with with Jonan. I, probably in retrospect, yeah. sure, because you know it's hard to eat that punch if you're grappling. Seemed to everything she was just short on everything. Well, she just is short. winging punches, she's, eating she's, eating them in return. She's five foot one and a half. <laughs> she is short. They make sure to point out that half. They do. She earned that half. <laughs> but I always thought the only two people that I can think of that ever got the half inch are her at five foot one and a half. And who do you, can you think of another one? Because I'll give you I'll give you who I have. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Dotson. John Dotson? Maybe, but that's not who I was thinking of. Oh, I'm who? thinking in total opposite direction. Stefan Struve. 6'11 and a half. <laughs> okay. He was yeah. not seven feet tall. They wanted you to understand that we don't have a seven footer here. We got a 6'11 and a half, dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. Whatever. Just round up. Opposite of WWE. They're like, oh, you're 6'10? You're seven foot seven now. 7'9. <laughs> He's seven foot nine. Yeah. Uh, um, as far as the judging, which we have a meaty uh, addition here, I think, for us in, in, in the contested rounds department. But to start off with the numbers, we had 24 total rounds scored. 15 of them were unanimous. No 10 eights. I don't think there was a single 10 eight scored on the whole nope. thing, right? Nope. Not even a little bit. Yeah. Wild. Uh, don't see that too often. And nothing days. really that would uh, yeah, yeah, constitute no, I, I, as an eight. Yeah. So. Sometimes it's like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. they... The, the commission has officials that maybe just aren't doing that and that's very rare anyway but uh that's not the case here i think it was we just saw a bunch of nines mm-hmm. all night uh, but anyway it was 15 out of 24 that is a 62 and a half percent unanimous round rate so a little lower than what we've been getting but honestly you know we're still 
very much, I think, on average. It's good. It's good to see. Mm-hmm. Let's get to those contested rounds, though, because, again, we do have nine of them. Six of them happened on the pay-per-view card, actually. We were doing well for a little while, and then we got into... Uh, well, we got we got we got our show. Like I like got we say, show. right? We got our show. <laughs> Starting with the main event, which of course was a split decision. Aljamain Sterling beat Henry Cejudo 48-47 twice, and then the other way a 48-47 for Henry. Our rounds here are two and five. We have two rounds in a 48-47 split. So let's start with round two, sir. What happened here? This was a close round. I think Aljo did well with kicks to legs into the body. Henry landed some good punches to the head, a couple leg kicks. He lands that head kick later in the round. I see more immediate impact coming from Aljo's side. It's a really close round. When Aljo lands his leg kicks, uh, Cejudo's getting spun around a little bit. I think he has a slight edge in this round. 10-9, Sterling. It's the leg kicks for me that did it, because this, this really was close. I kind of agonized over this a little bit mm. once I was... Again, I'm wa- this is for me watching it back. Basically, I didn't score it watching live uh, cage side. Uh, because again, everything, it just looked like, it just looked like a close round. And I also have the other thing to keep in mind, if I'm cage side and I'm writing off of the fight, which I was, uh, I'm much more concerned with trying to think about how I'm going to write my story that's due like literally minutes after the fight ends, mm. you know? Um, so my mindset's very different at that point. But when I was able to watch it again a day later, yeah, it still felt like a super close fight, but but nonetheless, I think the kicks were were what put me over just ever so slightly from the from Sterling, and obviously he's the kicker. That's what he's known for. But he did a pretty good job with those leg kicks. So I I had the ten nine just like you for Sterling, uh, and we agreed with Eric Cologne on that one. He was on his own. It was Mike Bell and Derek Cleary saw it for Cejudo. So what does that mean for Judge Cologne? Couchside override. <laughs> Bad he didn't uh, stick around North Jersey and get some Taylor Ham because I could have given him his couch side override, but <laughs> went back to pork roll country. Whatever that is. Uh, round five is our other one. Mm-hmm. It, it This is a close round. Aljo seems to, like, took his foot off the gas in this round a little bit. It's just kind of like cruising. Henry landed with some solid impact, all of his strikes. We have Aljo answering with a couple leg kicks, a couple body kicks, but I feel these are kind of just keep busy offense. And even still with that, it's a close round. I think Cejudo definitely gets this one. Uh, and that takedown at the end with high impact helps. I think he lands some good knees in the clinch. Aljo had a nice right hand in the clinch. I really think this fight is cl- uh, this round is closer than what people think. Uh, but I do score for Cejudo, 10-9. Yeah, there were a lot of people that were like, oh, round five being what it was. It, Cejudo got a question from, uh, it might have been the Schmo, or it might have been uh, uh, Helen Yee. They're, they're an item. The Schmo is, um, yeah. is credentialed. Yes, he is. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Um. But yeah, someone one of one of the two of them asked Cejudo about the fact that uh, it, one judge gave uh, Sterling round five, mm-hmm. and what he thought of that. And then he asked which judge it was, and they said it was De- she. She said it was Derek Clearly. It was it was Helen Yu. She said Derek Clearly, mm-hmm. um, which was clearly wrong. And everyone makes that mistake because because of Buff. Buff's the one who ruined it for everybody because now no one reads it. They just see it and they hear the name that Buffer says, <laughs> and Derek Clearly. <laughs> Always screwed up because of Buff. Get it right. Derek Clear. Anyway, I thought that was a little weird to ask that question in there mm-hmm. because honestly, it is a close round. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody cage side was sitting there thinking, oh man, this is obviously a Cejudo round. Right. Like, there's no way he could have lost this round. From It looked good from my my, my seat. I, I thought he got the round. But. I thought he got it. I, I thought he got a lot of these rounds in, but it also I wasn't feeling very good about it because I was, it was very close. Um, cause I also felt like Aljo could have got all these yeah. rounds too. I was like, man, I was very torn. Um, this one, I think it, it is close. I think it's very close, maybe even closer than you think. 
Um, but I did go with Cejudo as well. Did Henry answer that question? Did he say his thoughts on it or anything? Uh, he didn't really have anything too um, negative to say. Oh, it was also pointed out that that Derek Cleary, and I didn't follow this up. I actually have to verify this information. But it was pointed out that Derek Cleary was also the judge who gave Benavidez, uh, one of the judges who gave Benavidez the fight against him many years ago when they okay. when the two of them fought which they thought it was like okay you did your research but like also what yeah were you implying that there's some sort of bias? you know how many fights yeah. like Derek cleary scored he's probably scored half of henry zahudo's fights <laughs> it's like yeah if he's in main events he's got these decent chance fights, of it so. like god you're reaching anyway um but yeah so we both had it with the majority here for Cejudo. it was judges uh so we agreed basically we had the uh the same scorecard in terms of these rounds as uh eric cologne uh, it was Mike Bell also agreed with him here. Derek Cleary, like he said, Cleary, like mm-hmm. I said, is uh, saw this one for Sterling. So no override, <laughs> no override here. But what we do have is an alternative decision here because we have a round two that two or three judges saw for Sudo, a round five that two or two, three judges, two of three judges, I can't talk today, uh, saw for Sudo, And then round three, all three judges saw for Sudo. yet... Cejudo did not win the fight. Mm. That's our. That's how we get to our alternative decision that I call them. But <laughs> as far as round three goes, I'm, I'm actually really surprised everyone landed on Cejudo for that round. Again, watching it live and watching it cage side, I probably came away from the first three rounds saying, man, I, I think I could see two of three for, for Cejudo here. Mm-hmm. But also, one, I couldn't have told you which ones because it felt really close. Mm-hmm. And two, I just, I, I, I don't know that Everything looks the same when you're watching on TV, obviously. Everything looks very different when you're mm-hmm. live, right? You get a different angle. But watching it on TV again the next day, being able to really try and sit down and score it, I'm telling you, I thought Aljo did a really good job. Aljo had a great fight. Yeah, but in that round in particular, round three, I'm just surprised that everyone landed on there. I, it, I'm not saying they got it wrong. I'm not. Um, the numbers would disagree with them. I believe it was 20 to 7 in, in terms of significant blah, 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 strikes landed one way or the other. The numbers don't tell everything, obviously. But 20 to 7 is typically a margin where you just don't see it go the other way unless there's like a big thing that happens. And I don't think we had a big thing happen in this round at all. I think this is a round where Aljo lands a nice knee to the head in a clinch against the cage it's, situation. Uh, I didn't, I didn't make any notes on it. You might be right. I do remember reached. that that knee stuck out in the fight for me, mm-hmm. though. I will say like, that yeah. was like the biggest strike I thought landed in the whole fight. So I'm not, I'm not sure if that was 3 or 4, but I remember talking... At my seat, round three. I said, I think round three is a lot closer than these people around here are giving credit for. Mm. So, and then everyone landed on Sterling. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, but, but again, everybody landed on this this particular round as a as a Cejudo round. Oh, everyone landed on. A, oh, I thought I thought everyone. No, landed that's what I'm on, saying. Oh, round three was a full Cejudo round. Oh, Cejudo, you every okay. judge had this round. For gotcha. Cejudo. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And so I'm not I'm not saying they're wrong, or I'm not even saying that like they need to revisit or anything like that. But I am very surprised by it. Because if we are deferring to the judges here, you and I are giving three rounds. Well, actually, we're only giving two rounds, right? Because we gave round two to... Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't change, ever change anything. But yeah, fascinating fight. I would love to I would love to get a, a, a judge's opinion on round three of this fight in particular. Just because I feel like there must be something I'm missing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, if everybody landed one way... And even watching it over again, I said, "Man, this feels like this feels like a like a, a Naljo round." Like all the people that throw the stats in your face when it goes goes uh, the wrong way, mm-hmm. and then quote unquote wrong way, but in their eyes, yeah, when it goes the way they don't want it to go, 
I want to do that for this fight to <laughs> a lot of the betting community that are, are clamoring that Cejudo won this for sure. Yeah. And that it's a robbery. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Let me throw the stats in your face this time. Literally, the only thing you can do, like, if, you, if you're if you going to quote numbers and stats and everything like that, and that's what you're going to go by, and you're just going to do robo-judging on this one, it's 3-2 Aljo. It, mm-hmm. it, it goes 1, I believe, 3-4. For Aljo, that's what you would do if it was if it was straight up numbers and 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 again, let's say we had AI scoring from uh, from the PFL yeah. <laughs> come in there. You were closer than I was. How? But more obstructed. But round one, those knees to the body from Aljo, they felt Hudo, big. How heavy did that? They, they looked horrible. They felt big from where to I was. Me. I, I made the note of it on my my little like rough worksheet mm-hmm. I was doing for my story. I I noted like, to myself, man, they they. They felt like the biggest things of that round. I, they felt hard. They felt much harder than they looked on oh, TV. I thought, when I looked, when I watched the next day on TV, I'm like, they look good, but not the same. There, you felt it a little mm. different, and that's why you need to have the judges next to the cage. Yeah. They need to feel it. You can feel it, and I don't think everybody understands that. That's why you gotta go. I tweeted this. You gotta go to a regional event if you've never been, and get as close as you can to the cage, and just experience that. Make sure it's, you know, hopefully if you can be on the on the higher level of regional scene, you know, like a like a CFFC or or, or LF uh, LFA, you know, something to that effect where you're getting some pretty solid regional talent coming through. What are you laughing about? You're laughing. Dan's laughing over here. I don't know why. I just I, I just started thinking about Mirab stealing O'Malley's jacket. Well, yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> That was like, I missed a lot of that kerfuffle because I was trying to, again, I was trying to like write my story. I'm like, yeah, that's great, guys, but I got stuff to do here. And then I watched it all later. I'm like, look at that little imp getting a jacket and putting it on nice and slow in the background. (laughs) Rob is a funny guy. He's he's always, he's very friendly. Um, It was nice to see him this week. I gave him a little Mm -hmm. nap. But anyway, um, I think that's, that probably closed the book on this fight, right? Yeah, we're moving on. We can move on. We've got seven more rounds to get to. Two of them in the co-main event. Bilal Muhammad getting the win over Gilbert Burns, like we said. It was uh, by scores 50-45 and 249-46, but the judges couldn't agree on what they were split on, so we actually have rounds four and five to discuss. Of course, by this point, Bilal Muhammad's already up 30-27, to so he doesn't know it, but he probably needs a finish Mm -hmm. to get this win. Uh, Let's start with round four anyway. What's happening? Yeah, story of this round is Bilal being pretty relentless setting a pace he's in gilbert's face the whole round landing two and three punches at a time beating up the body with that left kick the arm the right arm of gilbert burns is beat red uh from partially you know blocking these kicks gilbert gets backed up he's covering with almost every exchange from Bilal. he does land a couple solid punches i'd say probably the hardest punches of the round problem is he's not stringing anything together and not nearly and, enough of it, period. And not enough to overtake what Bilal's doing in my eyes. But there were there were strong shots, so I, I I can see the argument in his his favor. But I'm ten nine for Muhammad. Yeah, I am as well for for the same reasons. I just don't think we had enough to overturn it. But shoot, I mean, we're we're supposed to weigh the more effective strikes, and I mean, it's very possible that Gilbert Burns landed the more effective strikes, just not more of them to outweigh. You know, it's it's always like a delicate balance, like what's volume and what's mm-hmm. what's uh, what's power and that kind of thing. And, and you want to favor the power, but to what mm-hmm. degree? It's always a sliding scale, and not every example is the same. So, but yeah, I I think here ultimately it just wasn't enough, and I don't think it put Bilal in enough trouble 
when in the grand scheme he, to I felt he'd get hit and he'd just be right back in your face like yeah. it didn't didn't affect me. And I think that's Kinda. that's typically a, a thing that we're supposed to be trying to do as judge not mm-hmm. that I'm a judge, but uh if you're a judge you're supposed to be doing is is kind of saying, okay, you know, are are is it affecting them negatively in terms of shutting down their ability to come back at you and that kind of thing and, and taking away their spirit and all that kind of stuff, right? I so, honestly I, I think the the arm injury really really diminished well, sure. Uh, Burns is—he's like, uh, this is stupid. I don't want to even be here anymore. Yeah, it kind of felt like that. Yeah, I think I saw some people on uh, on social media saying like maybe it would be a decent idea for his corner to to kind of pull the plug and say, all right, we're done here. But they didn't. Mm. Well, he would—he wouldn't want that anyway. I don't think he would want that. I'm sure, he wouldn't want that. Well, but that's the point. That's why you have a corner. Yeah. They're supposed to be doing that. Well, no, the but, corner's supposed but, to but do did the you things listen, you don't want to do. Did you listen to the corner? No, he no, goes, I couldn't see. He goes. Oh, but on rewatch. Oh no, I, I fast forwarded oh, through. Okay. He goes, "I know your arms hurt, but your legs still work. That kicks there every time." <laughs> well, but I did appreciate what they were saying in the in the commentary is the fact that like if you're not showing the the that side, like you can't really threaten because you can't mm. set up everything. Like, yeah. it's it's you're you're quite literally handicapped. Mm. You know, so it didn't work out. But yeah, so I I I ended up with you. I had a uh, for Muhammad ten nine. Same as Mike Bell, same as Eric Colon. It was Derek Cleary who was split off uh, seeing this one for Burns. And hey, like we said, we get the argument. Yep. Round five. Uh, pretty pretty similar round to the previous round. Uh, Bilal sets a pace, touching up Burns. Burns landing a few shots. That switch body kick that he landed a couple times is good. Uh, but I think Bilal just, just gets a lead and he holds on to that lead. It's not until the final 30 seconds where Burns is like, come on, let's go. And then that's when Bilal backs off, and he kind of, you know, just kind of dances around a little bit for that final thirty because seconds. Because why? Because why wouldn't he? Right. <laughs> like, why, yeah, he earned it. He he won the, and then he that's lands. He lands a solid body kick, like at like the two second mark. I like it for Bilal, but it, it is it, it is a, a decently close round. So yeah, it's a close round for sure. But uh, yeah, I, I also had it for Muhammad. I think he just took the round, and I think mm-hmm. he took every round. All right. I had a fifty forty five, same as Mike Bell and Derek Cleary. No, Derek Cleary was split at the last round. Oh, well, this round I'm talking about. Yeah, we saw it the same oh, round, But I'm saying, oh, 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 I'm saying I oh. had a 50-45. I gotcha. Oh, yeah, me too. And me that too. was also the same scorecard that Mike Bell turned in. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, he had that one. And that is it for this fight. Moving on to the early, a little earlier on the pay-per-view card, we had on the pre... No, no, pre I just said earlier on the pay-per-view card. Main card. Maybe, yeah. The pay-per-view main card. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're dawdling here. Let's get into Mozart, Eve Loewen, and uh, Diego Lopez. It was, uh, a, of course, a unanimous decision for Eve Loewen, but a much more challenging one than I think a lot of people thought, given the fact that Lopez took this on five days' notice. Uh, but it was 30-27, 29-28, two times. Rounds one and three are split here, so let's get into both of them. I, I love the way Lopez came to fight in this one. First round? Uh, yeah. He came out, he's game on the feet. I think he definitely got the better of Evloev here, even with Evloev landing a couple shots. On the ground, both guys trying to kill each other. Uh, it's mo- mainly uh, Lopez with, with grappling, trying to get a sub, and Mavsar just bopping him with ground and pound pretty much the whole round. I think Evloev's ground and pound is stronger than the grappling. And there's a lot of it until Lopez attacks you know, a deep arm bar that he doesn't get. Evloev's able to, able to escape. It had an interesting uh, way that he escaped. He had his knee, like underneath the leg of of uh, Lopez probably relieving some pet pressure. I would like to see what would have happened had uh, he had a few more minutes or maybe not a few more minutes, a few more seconds uh with the reverse triangle at the end of the round. Yeah, a few more uh, minutes in a reverse triangle would be pretty no, uh, yeah, a few <laughs> just a few more seconds, maybe 30 more seconds see what would have happened there cuz uh Evlov was just punching him in the face from there but was looked pretty pretty deep there. Uh but I scored 10-9 Evlov. 
I also had 10-9 Evluev. I, I, I feel like it really does come down, not not entirely, but in large part to how heavy you weigh that arm bar. I think that's a big swing potential in this round. Mm, yeah. You know, it in, could. Terms, in terms of where, and, and I'm just speculating on why Judge Cleary might have gone for Lopez here. That arm bar cup, also when it's on the feet, I do think Lopez is getting the best, best of it there. He he whacked him with a couple he did, good yeah, shots no, there. Absolutely fair. But I think that it really comes down to the balance of how much is that arm bar kind of paying it. Because the, yeah. the, the ground and pound, I think, mm-hmm. we could probably argue, if you take the, argue, the arm bar out of there completely, it, it looks like a pretty good round, at least for Evil, mm-hmm. but we don't have that um, here. It's, it's, we got to weigh it all. I did side with Evil with two. Is it? It's Evloev, Evloev, or Evloev? I don't know. I'm I'm gonna get it wrong no matter what. Uh, I'm gonna go with Evloev. All right. Well, him. We, yeah. We, we we both ended up on that side, uh, with judges. Also, Eric Derek Cleary is a black belt. So if he was, I don't I don't remember his positioning there, but if he was close, you might be able to see it there. He might. Maybe a little stronger. For sure. Um. But yeah, I I, I ended up going that way, and we agree, we both agreed with uh, judges Cologne and Dave Torelli. Mm-hmm. The Jersey contingent was was on board with uh, Evloev. Mm-hmm. Moving on to round three, though. What happened? Evloev beats him up on the feet. Yeah. Uh, not a huge margin, but you know, definitely decent lead here. Really showing the different levels uh, of being in the top ten is kind of how this fight evolved. Uh, really comes down to the submission attempts of, of Lopez. Does that outweigh everything Evloev had in the round? I don't think the Kimura was all that dangerous, but Eric Cologne's actually... S- two feet away he's the black belt maybe he saw it much stronger the knee bar however looked very tight and evloev grimaces early in it and then he kind of just kind of zens in he's like all right i'm just gonna ride this out and hope my leg don't break (laughs) um very tight would have been interesting to see again if this happened if he had some more time actually might have been gruesome um but i i do score this one for evloev 10-9 you know it's it's hard to say right but sitting there and seeing that knee bar, it almost looked like, because we had that above angle, right? We, mm-hmm. had, we were looking from the top. It almost looked like he had gotten it as like as much leverage as he was going to be able to get off of that position without adjusting. Mm-hmm. So and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong here. I, I'll go on a limb on this one. But could it have just been that Evluev said, listen, I know you're not going to get this one. I actually feel like even if you had more time, you're not going to get this one. So you can just kind of ride this out. I'll be okay, and then I'm going to take advantage if I get Maybe. the chance. Maybe. I mean, he does grimace. That's the problem. He does, but also so, he, he kind of relaxes a little bit, too. Like yeah, he zends out. I, but I think I so. feel like that's because it was, like, close before, and he's like, oh, you know what? I'm actually okay. That could be. You know? But I, who knows? Who knows, really? Mm-hmm. Um, very, very much can make the arguments either way. I think it, it's so easy to build an argument for either man. But I went with Able of Two. I saw it same as uh, Judges Cleary and Torelli. So I had the same card as, as uh, Dave Torelli. So did you. All right. 30-27-4... Evelyn. All right. But man, Lopez looked really terrific. Yeah, I'd like to see him get a, a full camp and, and, and fight. Definitely, for sure. So. He, he's earned it. Uh, and that is it for the, the main card. We do have an actual split decision on this one here on the prelims. Cass Williams, who got the victory over Rolando Bedoya, 29 28 his way, and then a 30 27 the other way, which is always kind of like when, when you just see it offhand, you're like, huh. But well, obviously, you know, I've seen this plenty of times before. Yeah. We know that there's. Often way to get there that yeah. makes a whole lot of sense. So. Yeah, so, someone nearby in, in my uh, in our section was like that thirty twenty seven don't look so good. And I was like, <laughs> relax, it, it's probably fine. Well, let's see if it's fine, yeah. huh? Let's go yeah. over it. All right, <laughs> round one. Shall we say a chaotic round? Nice. Yeah, and also boo, okay. but nice. Whatever, but nice. No, I appreciate. Really, it, but I know most people hate it. Really fun <laughs> battle on the feet. 
uh, Chaos is just winging crazy wild shots. Um, Bedoya countering super good. Is that a good word? Super good? It's a word. It's a good one. Yeah, why not? It seems seems like every exchange, each guy is cracking each other uh, pretty hard. Mm. Uh, I I am going to go a very slim margin for Chaos. I just think when he's landing, you're seeing Bedoya's head get snapped around a little bit more. Impact a bit more noticeable. So 10-9 Williams. Yeah, I think the the impact Ed was just uh, slightly in his way, too. So I went the same as you. I had it uh, for Chaos Williams. We agreed with judges Mike Bell and Donnie Carolay. And it was Derek Cleary who was on his own. And Derek Cleary is just, he unfortunately had to be in the mix for like every one of these rounds, it seems like. Um, you just, just couldn't catch a break. Well, you notice they did the same, they gave the same crew, the co-main and the title fight. They did. I like that. Yeah. Oh, you did like that. Back-to-back five rounders? Yeah, I'm good with it. All right. I'm good with it. They can handle it. I'm not saying they can't handle it. Obviously, they did. I think you are. I think you're saying you doubt their abilities. I'm not saying that. Dan hates these judges. <laughs> He wants new judges. Um, well, apparently Joe Rogan does. Well, Joe, yeah. Joe Joe said something in one of the rounds that we were talking about, that we went to listen to. And I could so Oh, you know what he said? And I don't uh-huh. remember what uh, round it was. It was Bilal Muhammad fight, I think. What, what did he say? What are you, you going to say? Well, he said, especially with these judges, you don't know where you are. No, no, no. Or that's some, not even what I was going to oh. say. Mine had more to do with the fact that he said he likes, he likes to give it to the guy who did the best at the end of the round. Yes, and I'm I, like... I, but that's not how it works. He said, "Yeah, he said I lean to the guy who's doing better towards the end." Thank of the you, round. thank you. Yeah, yeah. That, that is the exact quote. I'm almost positive, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's not how it works, Joe. I do think that's how it worked in Pride, though. So he's probably got some Pride ideologies. Oh, that sure, he can't absolutely. Get, he that can't makes shake, sense. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That was 16 years ago. Let's yeah. just keep living in the past. He was more in into... a completely different organization, <laughs> a completely different uh, scoring setup, and yeah, everything. Every single bit of it is different. There's no <laughs> soccer kicks, Joe. There should be. I'm not saying there shouldn't be. I'm just saying there aren't. There should be. You sit down. You should get your head taken off. (laughs) (laughs) That got me. You got me good. Um, But yeah, Joe Joe has outdated ideas of how scoring either should be or is done. So his scores are basically invalid every time he gives them. And he'll say that, though. He does admit that. Yeah. But maybe also But if you also don't think they're any good... How about you keep them to yourself and just say something else more meaningful? Could be. Just yeah. talk about how awesome the uh, the the Muay Thai cup is. The diamond. Uh, the steel diamond the, cup. Yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah, just talk about that cup all day long. It's been a while since he's done that. I almost miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to round two, though. Let's talk about the second round of uh, Williams Bedoya. I think this one's even closer than the last round. I think both guys are battering the legs. I think it's a difference in the headshots for me. Williams just has that power advantage, and his land seemed to be a bit more brain-rattling. Uh, while Bedoya is landing good, it just seems like he's got a little bit less on his punches. I think it's a super close round, but I'm on Williams 10-9. This is an obvious Bedoya round, and should, we shouldn't even be talking about it. <laughs> no, it was a really close round. I, I I agree with you. This is even closer than the first round, but I did actually go the other way. I'm serious about giving it to Bedoya. Mm-hmm. I I I thought he, he was able to get in a little bit more impactful offense uh comparatively mm-hmm. than he had in round one obviously the offense is there but i thought it was even just a little bit more effective okay so i did end up giving it to him but by the, like almost the slightest of margins like you know the the phrase flip a coin but that's not what i did I, you gotta mm. make a pick you know um so I, I i went the other way which means because round three ended up being a bedoya round on all three judges scorecards i actually saw this as a Bedoya win, but but by the narrowest of margins, like it's it's hard to be mad about this one either way. Mm. But I agreed with Judge Cleary here. 
Because, again, he was the one who's had a 3027 Bedoya card, which makes a lot more sense than that guy thought in your section. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dummy. Go back to your beer. Uh, but you agreed, again, with uh, Judges Bell and Carolet here. Yeah. And we do have one more round. This was in a fight which there was no doubt who the winner was, kind of like uh, Muhammad and Burns. It was the fight right before Williams and Bedoya. Verna Jandidoba got the win over Marina Rodriguez. 29-28 two times and a 30-27. It was already decided by round three, but we are split on round three. So let's talk mm-hmm. about round three. Yeah, I, th- I thought uh, Rodriguez was was winning on the feet slightly. Uh, as, as she should. That was she landed area. landed a nice uh, jumping knee to the face, uh, but she, then she gets taken down. Uh, eats a couple punches while she's trying to defend it, but, you know, she's throwing these elbows back onto Jandiova's face. Um, but once Jandadoba gets it to the ground, she doesn't really have any ground and pound at all. She does attack a decent arm triangle, but she's stuck in half guard. She can probably get it from there, but it's going to take a lot of effort. Um, Rodriguez gets out and she just starts wailing these up kicks, like three or four of them. I thought they were strong. And then once, yeah, you know, Jandadoba's like, oh, enough of this. I'm going back into your guard. She ate a, a bunch of shots off, uh, off the back of Rodriguez. So 10-9 Rodriguez. Rodriguez is very content to throw offense from her back. She it's, beat. It's like she the, beat Esparza. <laughs> we're on this fight. Yeah, we're on this fight. Um, but that's like I feel like that's just like one of the biggest downfalls of her is well, one the fact that she can't stay off her back. She's very terrible at stopping takedowns, and number two mm-hmm. that she uh basically is good to try. Like just she's like, well, I know I can't get up, I can't do much here, so I'm just gonna try and hit you anyway. It's, but it's not doesn't really work. Yeah, I don't know. I DC was like, yeah, she should be trying to stand up. It's like there's 15 seconds left. These are hail mary shots yeah, right now. Yeah, this is a hail mary shot. So, but um, <laughs> what's she gonna do? Get up, stand up, reset, and then mm-hmm. land the giant knockout punch. <laughs> she never lands. Like that's not her game. Anyway, um, but yeah, I I saw this one for uh, for Rodriguez here. I thought the striking was enough to get the job done. So I had it like uh like you like Mike Bell like Donnie Carolay. Uh, the out judge in this one was uh, Mamuna Carido, who is also known in uh, martial arts circles as Muna Holland. All right. And that is it. We've actually spoken about her before. She, she's done uh, some PFL rounds. Okay. If I'm not, she might have done some UFC rounds before. I, I meant to double check and, and I didn't get the chance to. But yeah, I mean, she's she's got some major level judging, so that's good. All right. And that is, uh, that is it for our contested rounds for this edition. Finish-wise, though, we had six finishes, five by uh, KO or TKO, one submission, and four of the fights ended in the first round. Of those, what was your favorite? Uh, Kennedy and Zechiku guillotine win over Devin Clark. A very unlikely submission victory. Like he just He's like, you know, give me your neck. I'm just going to choke you right now. And then he kind of, he, Devin Clark goes out and he kind of drops him on his face a little bit, a la Leota Machida. John Jones. He did that right in front of me. I was like right there for that one. <laughs> um, that was that was. So yeah, I like that. What 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 do you got? I had uh, I had Ikram Aliskarov that put was... out uh, the only New Jersey guy in this card, mm-hmm. Phil Haas, and Haas was looking good for a little while. He was he was touching him up. He was avoiding mm-hmm. any problems, and then he just got absolutely flattened. Okay, he got caught. Yeah, good shot. Was. And and Haas was down for an uncomfortable amount of time. Like, and he just wasn't moving. He wasn't sat up. I don't think they put him on TV, but he was lying down, mm. like, well into the uh, decision being read. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was I didn't a, know it was that long. You didn't notice? I know he was down. I didn't. I mean, I, I was a few beers in by that point. That's fair. I didn't really notice. That's fair. But, yeah, no. It, it was good. <laughs> like, he got a little bit of a clap when he got up. Once once they clap when you sit up, you know you mm-hmm. were down a while. 
And uh, but yeah. I, hopefully he's okay. He saw him moving around a little bit in the back too, but you know that was just being examined, and hopefully he's okay. But that was nonetheless a very violent and impressive victory by Lee Scott. Oh, yeah. So good on him. And that was it for UFC 288. That is in the past now. They're done with New York. They're done with Prudential Center. <laughs> Dana sounds like he wants to come back to Atlantic City soon. He was saying that at the press conference. Where are they going to go to Hard Rock? I don't know. No, I mean I'm I'm down to go to AC. Maybe it's probably Ocean Resort, uh, former Rebel. Uh-huh. That's that's what I would guess. All right. Yeah, I'm down if I can. Uh, but that is, uh, like I said, that's it. Maybe we'll see them in Jersey again. They'll definitely be back in New York for sure. Uh, I think you might have to try if they get that make a card together though. Might be worth it. If I can go for free, yeah. Did, was this one for free? Uh, it was a gift. That was right. That was, that was lovely. Yeah. I need your better fact. <laughs> but, oh, and, and by the way, before we even close the book on that, I know you'd like to ask me about the food, the media food. Yeah. You're, you're always doing, I'm surprised you didn't. I can't well, we got to I stopped point. eating chocolate in recent years, so I was always concerned about the brownies. That's right. You do always ask about the brownies. But since I don't eat them anymore. You don't care about the other food? I always thought you cared about everything. It was just mm, the brownies. Eh, yeah, I just always want to know about the brownies. Okay. But did they give you a good spread? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't call it a spread, but they got, uh, it was some cheese ravioli with mushrooms, hmm. which I avoided the mushroom. I don't like mushrooms. Oh. It's something I don't get. I, I just picked a, a bunch of ravioli up. And they were delicious. Okay. Uh, mashed potatoes was there. It was pretty solid. I got uh, a little bit of beef stew. Okay. That was nice. Who catered? Oh, it was probably the arena. Oh, well, I couldn't buy any of this. Yeah, because it was like it's the arena catering. Uh, right. Yeah, they they make food in the back for for the people. I remember distinctly not at the not at the Prudential Center, but at the Barclays Center. The first time I ever went there, it was yeah. like it had just opened. It was a preseason Nets game. I covered a preseason Nets game the very first year. Yeah, worst, Hadn't worst played arena ever. But go go on. <laughs> they, but they served mashed potatoes for media. And these were like at the time I thought the best mashed potatoes I'd ever had in my life. I was like, these are amazing. <laughs> I don't know what they did, but they were damn good. Um, mm. I don't know. I, I I'll seek that uh, to get back to that level one day. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, that's it. Let's look forward though. Bellator two ninety six on Friday first because we got a, a you know double major weekend right Friday four p.m. Eastern time main card. I think the prelims start at noon. You you'd said. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one's headlined by Gegard Mousasi. There's a lot of fights on this card. It's probably going to be some post limbs. Yeah, too many. Yeah. <laughs> Gegard Mousasi against uh, Fabian Edwards. Middleweight fight. Probably going to produce the next title challenger for uh, champion Johnny Eblen. And it's taking place in Paris. Mm-hmm. So we figure probably going to get some of the top European judges in there, as they tend to do. Maybe some other judges that Bellator tends to bring out to... Uh, to Europe when they go out there. I just I just noticed Fabian Edwards only fights in Europe except for one bout against Austin Vanderford hmm. in Connecticut. Fascinating. Why why might they utilize Fabian Edwards in Europe more? I guess because he lives there. I guess it's because he's Leon Edwards' yeah. brother and lives from England. Yeah. Can you imagine both the Leon the King at Bellator? I mean at UFC and in Fabian. Both the Edwards, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Leon Edwards is the king in in the UFC right now. Mm-hmm. And then if Fabian wins the 185 belt, he'll be the king of Bellator. That's true. That'd be wild. That would be. Yeah. You're then, not wrong. And we can do a two-on-two, Nick and Nate versus Fabian and Leon, and Nate would probably win again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we've seen before that Nate always has the greatest uh, fight IQ. He won in my eyes. <laughs> That's right. Round five slap trumps all. Um, I do like this main, main event, though. It's not... I was far, I would say as far as non-title Bellator main events go, this is pretty good. Yeah. All right. 
I know. <laughs> gay guards very inconsistent, right? But I mean, I'm more interested in in the the other the Grand Prix uh, quarterfinal, which yes. is a replacement fight, actually. It is. It is. Uh, Brent Primus stepped mm-hmm. in. I I thought he should have belonged before because I mean, part of that is because I just think we've always got a chance to get a Gogo Plata, and I'm very <laughs> excited for the prospect of that happening. Again. So we'll see. But he fights uh, Mansur Banawi. Like you said, this is the quarterfinals of the lightweight Grand Prix, which is, I don't know when this thing's going to finish. I feel like they're taking it at a very snail's pace, too. Because they're taking their time. There's a fourth fight that's not even happening soon. They're taking their time. They're taking their time. It's a little weird. Um, I'm not really in love with most of the other bouts in this card. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it'll end up being entertaining and full of finishes, but it feels, you know, a little less interesting than a lot of these mm-hmm. other belt. Bellator, I think, has improved on the whole, their, their general top to bottom structure of their cards mm-hmm. it's it's a such a step up from what it used to be and the fact that they actually signed these guys uh, and gals helps to invest in them because they've we've had a bunch of fighters who've had like a one-off for bellator they go into to ufc and it's like yeah they say oh there's that one fight they had in bellator that they won why why didn't bellator sign them it's like well <laughs> that's just one of the, not what they did a lot of times so i think they've gotten smarter but nonetheless it's just not the most intriguing of prelim cards. This might be one where we'll have to say maybe we just isolate ourselves to the main card of Bellator or or something crazy that happens on the uh, on the undercard round scoring wise, you know. Mm-hmm. Because we do again, we have an a uh, UFC card the next day, and this is also in the afternoon, but it's uh, because it's on ABC, 3 p.m. Eastern time main card in Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, baby, go Panthers. <laughs> Bryce Young. He's the future. But this one's headlined by uh, a heavyweight fight, mm-hmm. which, you know, not always in love with. And I would say this is like just under the level where I feel like we're going to get like a really good, solid fight that'll be worth it as a heavyweight fight. But also I could see it not lasting long, which is you know, kind of ex- goes, goes, goes to the territory with heavyweight. Yeah, I actually like this. I like Jalton Almeida. J- 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 uh, yeah, Jarzina Rosenstrike and Jalton Almeida. He can, yeah. he can be a 205er. He'd probably be a nightmare. He really is like a 205 so, He just kind of took a couple fights up there and just did well. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, I'll stay. Yeah. No one's really found an answer for his uh, his takedowns yet. But at some point, somebody will, I feel like. And I do want to see what will happen from there. Well, DC would have. Yes, DC would have. But they're not fighting. That's true. What are you, doing? you bring it. No, no, no. Stop that. Take it out of here. Well, they will. He would have. Yes, but it's not happening. Who Who's he going to fight? I think he's in the super heavyweight class now. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was around him this week. He's... He's definitely up there. He's comfortable. He's comfortable in retirement, guys. He's enjoying himself. Daniel Cormier is, is, <laughs> is enjoying his best life in fighting from, uh, or retirement from fighting. Anyway, the other fights. Yeah. This one, uh, I mean, I, I like a lot of the fights on this card, actually. I, I, upper, upper I, I think this it. is a good card. Anthony Smith, Johnny Walker. That should be fun. Anthony Smith's going to make it fun. You know, Johnny Walker, you, you, you don't know sometimes you don't go. know what you're going to get. You could get mm-hmm. the one that, that makes it really exciting and quick, or you could get the mm-hmm. one we've seen for a while. So, but I think Anthony Smith is, is the type of fighter that can bring that out at least. Mm. So yeah, that, that'll be a good one. Daniel Rodriguez, D-Rod always like to see Ian Gary. Mm-hmm. That's a fun one. This is a big step up for Ian Gary. It's, it's finally, like it's almost like he passed like the, like imagine you're playing a video game online. And it's like, oh, you pass like the D level and you now you mm-hmm. get to move up to the next level and yeah. everyone else is like a lot tougher now. And I feel like that's what happened here. He moved up and now everyone's a lot tougher, including mm-hmm. right here with uh, Dana Rodriguez. I like that fight. Mackenzie Dern and Angela Hill in the fight that I'm almost positive we're going to be talking about. No, we are, there's no shot. <laughs> M- Mackenzie Dern is going to absolutely slaughter Angela Hill. That's what's going to happen. We're not talking about this fight. We finally have a fight 
where we don't have to talk about an Angela Hill fight. Well, you know what? You know why we didn't talk about uh, Zhaga Zumagulov this week is because his fight got called off. Got canceled. <laughs> How do you know show? Yeah. I thought he no-showed. Uh, I believe they told him he couldn't cut weight anymore or something like that. I thought it was the medical stepped in. Oh, I'm not I heard, sure. I, I heard he no-showed the weigh-in. Well, what do you think he did? He went to Morristown and like just got pancakes or something? Yeah, he might have. <laughs> he, he went to the, the, the grilled cheese restaurant there, the mm. Melt Factory. Which is delicious, by the way. If you go to Morristown, <laughs> go to the Grilled Cheese Factory. They got like 30 different types of grilled cheese. I had one when I was out there. And it is yummy. Um, Tim Means, Alex Morona, 170 pounds. That one we might be talking about. That, that should be a fun one. Though. I think it'll be fun, but we yeah. might be talking about it. That's okay. kind of a, a gut feeling I have. And then Matt Brown uh, against Court McGee at 170 pounds, which I'm now realizing is, is, a, is a fight between notable men who've conquered... Uh, the demons of addiction and gone on to successful UFC careers at 170 pounds. So good on them. Yeah, should be a good one. I like that fight. All right, that does it for this episode. We'll be back again on Monday to break down both of these cards, of at least maybe anything that seems interesting from Bellator. Yeah, like we were saying, it'll, we'll probably do all UFC and then cherry pick from Bellator. We'll see how it goes. Thanks unless, for... unless we get all finishes. Maybe we'll get all finishes. That'd be fun. Hopefully. Hopefully that happens one day. Thanks First for listening. First round finishes. Take care, everybody.